socks and my riot fest beanie toboggan took wherever the fuck you're from i don't know what you call it stocking cap yes this is the vd clinic i guess we're recording now <laughs> this is always the way we stumble into things yeah. but we're gonna act like we know what's going on <laughs> this is um like every other free clinic <laughs> Right. We uh, we go with the flow and we manage what is given to us. Uh, <laughs> so this is our a, a referral, but award show, I would guess. Um, I suppose. Yeah, we have um, some thoughts <laughs> about awards, industry award shows um, in general. When you're talking entertainment industry and this actually will be released probably the week before the Oscars. So maybe we can help you out with some, uh, I don't know, if you've got an Oscar pool going around your office, maybe we'll help you out, you know, well, win a few bucks. And I was going to ask you. Yes. Because I know I, I don't want to be jumping the gun here, but you had mm -hmm. posited to me that maybe we should have some sort of pool of our own and i was thinking mm -hmm. that since you are such a dork <laughs> a binder type person i would say is that better what and, like binders and folders and uh, uh okay. organized um eh, dork that's 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 not dork you geek out over this. You geek yes. out. In, this is my thing I geek out over. In the way that we all joke about our loved ones who are into award shows this much. <laughs> you are that into it. So I didn't know if you wanted to put up in our group. Okay. Like you can have it so people can only vote once per category mm -hmm. and you can have a deadline and we can all okay do that you can put up all the categories well, you want i'm sure some of uh, uh i well i just didn't know if that would that would be something you would be into because I, I actually it's funny you bring that up i thought about that so maybe because the oscars there are a lot of categories and there's still awards <laughs> that happen after the Oscars. Oh no, actually the Oscars is the end of award season. No, it's seriously. It's if, the Super Bowl if, of award seasons. Yes, it is. If you want to go down the rabbit hole like me <laughs> and be that geek, Rotten Tomatoes has an award season calendar and they have on there, it was originally published in, I guess, I think October of 2018. And so it went through this whole timeline of when the deadlines were for different 
guild voting nominations and then when you know voting was complete and then when the actual awards are and there's their whole breakdown through it and their links to all of those places so i went through actually some of those and they're being updated all the time and as of recording right now the sad awards just happened so and actually producers guild award already happened um yeah and golden globes happened but oscars and is that direct director's guild did i say that didn't happen yeah uh, that hasn't happened yet sure why not as of recording so but i am one of the baftas um yeah Oh, no, the BAFTAs are before the Oscars as well. Costumers Guild. I mean, like, it, every kind of industry award right now. But I think most people have kind of the big ones that they think of are, like, the Golden Globes, maybe the SAG Awards, and then the Oscars. Most people just think of those. Now, which one of those gets the most shit for actors should stay out of politics. Um, probably the Oscars. Is it? Because it's considered the quote unquote more prestigious, like the most prestigious in the industry because of the golden globes. It's more laid back. They're sitting there having dinner. They're drinking. Oh my God, they're sitting there drinking. It's hysterical with some of their behavior. They're much more loosey-goosey in that environment. That's what it seemed like. Um, I, I guess I should say, not necessarily opposite you, but mm -hmm. beside you. Yeah. I have a very lackadaisical experience with the wards. Um, I, I remember I would watch them a lot when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I have a very vivid memory of, was it Bjork in a swan dress? Yes. And that was a Grammys or was, was that, that Grammys awards or, or something? Um, I, I, I can't remember. I thought that was her just performing at the Oscars. No, I thought she was just attending. Uh, who knows? Anyway. Um, and the, the South Park guys on acid wearing dresses. That was to the Oscars. Was that the Oscars for the, the movie? Okay. Yes, for the movie. And they were nominated. And, you know, we all know, like, the... Well, we don't all know, but from my my point of view or perspective, you know, there's the... What, what Marlon Brando sent a Native American woman to accept his award in his place? Yes. And... There are certain people who have taken political stances at certain times who have not gone at all, nope. you know, in protest or they've gone and worn. I mean, even it was, there was a point I remember when wearing the red ribbon for AIDS awareness was like, when you first saw that at like the Oscars, that was a major, major political thing. I remember that in the 80s. I think it might have, like, Elizabeth Taylor might have been one of the ones that started that. Really? Yeah. She was very early on in um, in her involvement in foundations with, like, uh, AIDS, HIV and AIDS awareness kind of 
or research type things. She was really involved in it. And yeah, I think she was one of the first big celebrities to, you know, gotta remember, this is someone who was friends with like Brock Hudson, you know, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, that certain generation who was so in the closet and then who ends up getting sick and dying, you know, she was seeing it firsthand as well. So, it, you know, it's interesting to see, yeah, if anybody's taken a political stand. And I think Oscars and whatever all these award shows have their own just industry politics. And it's kind of corporate politics to some degree. Like you got to play nicey-nice with certain people or like Oscars. I always feel that, oh, they're going to nominate you if you play ugly you you know or you play you know wear a prosthetic or something like that or you play someone mentally challenged it's like statistically they start nominating people more who are in those kinds of roles rather than people who perform other kinds of roles and it becomes this ridiculous formula and a joke you know Oscar bait. Right. And it diminishes anyone who might actually be good in that, you know, in those roles. It diminishes their ability, but it also kind of overlooks these other people. You know, like you are going to hear me go on whilst this episode is, uh, we're going to try to keep this not too crazy long, but <laughs> I'm going to try not to rant too much, but why the fuck wasn't Tony Collette nominated for Hereditary this year? I think Tony no, no, no industry award was. I mean, like none of the categories, none of the guilds, whatever, gave her a nomination. I is it because I, of our escalating trade war with Canada? <laughs> She's Australian. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to sound very stupid. <laughs> sure. Um, are she are she a Kiwi? No, she's Australian. I believe she's Australian. Yeah. Um, sorry. Um, we'll just say all the countries. That way we can fix it and edit. Sure. Um, <laughs> well, but the thing is, is that I know that horror, for instance, in, and, you know, in other genre films, kind of sci-fi, you know, superhero type stuff generally doesn't get nominated for something as quote unquote as prestigious I cannot speak right prestigious. now prestigious thank you as prestigious as an Oscar but it's even sometimes it, it might get a golden globe because it's that's more of a laid back popularity contest you know what I mean yeah and the SAG awards are gauged more because it is a much more academic and kind of studious this is your peer group looking at you as a fellow actor even though the academy the actors are voting for other actors it's just their demographic is mix is just off oscars has been getting better but they're still mostly a bunch of old white guys i mean <laughs> they really <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 
and they're they're like the electoral college it's, exactly. it's the presidential election and i'm not saying old white guys might not have something to offer but they are not the only segment of the population they've had their say for long enough right and you are all these other people get overlooked you know and so <sighs> oscars granted their membership the academy their membership they've had this major diversity push in the past three years since is it three years or whatever since the oscar so white hashtag came out you would know um <laughs> i can google it if you like but that's okay if you don't it's not know. necessary not necessary <laughs> okay. but then they've also tried to start doing some sort of push with women but i don't even i don't feel that They've made much progress there. They've made much more progress race-wise in that time. But I saw I the Ellen DeGeneres pictures. That was the Oscars, right? Yes. She hosted, I think, two times, maybe three. Oh. Yeah. She's not bad for that. I think hosting any kind of award show is a tough gig. I don't care who you are and how good you are on a regular basis. You can't please everybody, and you, you still have to stick to a script to some extent. And yeah. a, a cheesy program, it's just inherently cheesy. Just embrace it, is what I say. But I don't know. What are your, th what are your thoughts about award shows? I mean, and or awards in general? Because even some of these don't even have shows like that are on TV. But yeah, well, I mean, they're big productions now for TV, even. I will pay attention to what something I am getting ready to check out, what sort of awards it's won. But just because a film has won a bunch of awards, I got burned too many times. To yeah. know that that automatically means it's going to be a movie that I like because mm -hmm. it depends on who's giving the award. You know, it's what they want. It's not necessarily right. what I'm into. So, yeah, I I used to watch it a lot more often, possibly back when I had less control of the the television. <laughs> That's a situation <laughs> with most of us. <laughs> yeah. Um I'm not against them, and I always sort of check out – this is me now, is I sort of hover on the sidelines with pings. Uh, I'll get notified when somebody says something that gets everybody upset about politics at an right. award show. But otherwise, I just sort of check the results the next day. Yeah. You know what? Uh, yeah. I've gotten to the point where there's certain – awards shows or whatever where and also i don't have cable anymore so it's easier but i will get i've gotten to the point with some of them where i'm like whatever i'll just watch it the next day i don't care you know and it it's not urgent i didn't have to see go the golden globes in lifetime they they had it on hulu i could watch it a couple days later no big deal <laughs> yeah i was fine with that you know <laughs> It wasn't the end of the world. Now, the Oscars, okay, sure. That is actually the only one I ever end up watching live. 
out of any award show. I don't, the same with like the Super Bowl and, you know, it's my Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, I get, do, should we go through what's, what's nominated for best picture and you'll, you'll say which ones you've seen. Sure. And I'll say which yeah. ones I've seen and then we'll continue. Cause that's, that is sort of the main event that and the best actor and best actress. Yeah. But, and I'll, and I can throw in some, some facts about, what these things have been nominated for like what other kind of guilds they've mm. been nominated for like Perfect. in that you know what i mean yeah. like oh this was also nominated at this award yeah so okay great do you uh is it okay if i if i do the list reading sure okay so in my results bohemian rhapsody oh you're it sure best picture okay. what were we supposed to be doing I'm looking at, oh, I was just looking at the order that the Oscar website has them in on. This is I can Google. go to the film. <laughs> this is Google of Best Picture nominees 2019 Oscars. Okay. Let me. Um, okay. I have not seen it. Hold on. Bohemian Rhapsody. I have not either. I've heard mixed things. I, but I will say, I, I mean, it won. What did it? Did, did, no, it, it. It's been nominated for multiple. It actually won. I take that back. It won the Golden Globe for best film drama. Okay, okay? and and there it was up against a lot of the same films that it's nominated against in. Um, whatever the Oscars, like it, 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 you see, so many of these are just repeated. But I don't know. It's I just yeah, I, it seems too gimmicky for me. Yeah, which is how I feel about A Star Is Born, <laughs> <laughs> which is the second to last on the list that I I have. know, and I I have not seen that either. I've we seen, can take that one <laughs> off now. I've seen many, many clips, but and extended scenes and different things. But uh, it's well, you know how I feel about schmaltzy kind of films, anyway. Mm -hmm. But I'm sorry, we've seen a Star Is Born. This story done how many times before? I don't. I didn't feel like we needed to see it again. As much as I love Lady Gaga. Okay. <laughs> Looking this up finally explains why everybody was shitting their pants over Lady Gaga brings out Bradley Cooper to sing a song with her. Yeah. Okay. I was like, why? I mean, I guess he's famous, but. Oh, no. You'll, you'll <laughs> see. There's more. So, I, I don't know. It like, And I feel the fact of you have A Star is Born here and Bohemian Rhapsody which is a musical biopic there. I feel like. I heard that was very loose with the timeline, by the way. Well, that's what I've heard. And I've heard it sanitize certain things about Freddie Mercury's uh, sexuality. Oh. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And. Uh, and Wait, like he was only of, gay enough to win an Oscar. That sort of. I don't know. Uh, okay. Anyway, like I said, I haven't seen it, so I can't speak 
completely. But I feel though that Bohemian Rhapsody and Stars Born are going to cancel each other out because you got two musicals. Um, yeah. You know, musicals just aren't as popular as they used to be anyway, but. So um, they have low odds if you were doing a gambling thing. Yeah, that's what I say. Um, I mean, Black Panther is here. And yeah. I'm actually surprised in a way. Don't get me wrong. I saw it. I think it was a great movie. Mm-hmm. But I'm surprised the Oscars nominated it. I'm not surprised it was. I mean, it, the Golden Globes nominated it, too. And that I'm not surprised about. But it's just because, you know, it's quote unquote a comic book movie. It's much better than a com- just a comic book movie. Don't get right. me wrong. But still, I, I don't know. Directing wise, is it? I mean, not directing wise, but just overall film wise. Is it that caliber? I don't know. I, yeah, um, I don't know. Uh, I've seen it. I'm not a giant comic book. I, I'm more likely to like a movie that people don't know is based on a comic book than a movie that everybody knows is based on a comic book. Yeah, me too. Because uh, I'm not a real comic person. Yeah, I, I, I didn't dislike it. I know it's got a lot of shit because it's the first comic. Well, not the first, but, you know, I... I'm not sure if part of me thinks that black Klansman is going to win because it is a good movie, but also because this is what Spike Lee's hundredth movie and his first nomination. Well, we'll get to that when we come to director. Okay. Okay. That I have, but so I've only seen uh, black Klansman. You and I, we've already discussed that, you know, for your show. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we both, I mean, love that movie. <laughs> and because it is so, it is, to me, it is a best picture caliber movie in the fact of you've got the direction, you've got the screenplay, you've got the, you know, you've got the look, you've got the acting, you've got all these different elements. And as the a timeliness, whole, you know. right, right. You know, it, it's so it, it's got all of these things that are pulled together in more than just a decent, <laughs> you know, cohesive unit. It, you know, it transcends that it, beca- you know, if you enjoy it because it's like, there's something there, you know? And again, I mean, we know that we're both politically minded anyway. So <laughs> that adds the element for us, but <laughs> you know, maybe we're a little biased, but um, I think it, I think it's a good contender. I really, I think, I think it is. Um, uh, the favorite, you just saw this last night, right? Or the night yes, before, night before? I saw, I saw this last night. Yes. Okay. Um, directed by Yorgos Lanthimos, who did, um, Killing of a Sacred Deer yeah. and The Lobster. Which those are both such weird, odd films. And here, this is like a very, um, it's like a period comedy, like a political comedy. Mm. 
and loosely based on history. <laughs> but with Queen, you know, with the uh, Queen Anne and um, her confidants. But this film has been nominated as best film. And I think it, it's one that has all these pieces going for it as well. As far as the direction, it's, it's got excellent direction. The script, actually, the dialogue is, <laughs> the dialogue in the script is, is pretty great, I will say. Um, some of it, because it's partly, it's partly period, like, insults and, you know, it, and, you know, language. Mm -hmm. But, Zora, sit down, please. <laughs> Sorry. Somebody wants to weigh in on the conversation. Um, She's got something to say. Exactly. So, um, they. Sorry. Hey, what? What was I? What was I saying? Oh God! About the favorite. The okay. favorite. The uh, Shakespearean insults or uh, time uh, period piece of insults. Seventeen hundreds. I think it's yeah. early eighteen hundreds. It's supposed to take place. Um, and it's got the acting, and it's got the 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 production like look and everything. So it has, again, the whole package and everything. So I think, I think this is a content. I mean, I think this actually is the favorite, the favorite. This <laughs> might be, uh, I think this is a high, might be a higher contender than black Klansman for best picture. Uh, for me, I don't, I didn't like it better, to tell you the truth. I really liked it. I liked it a lot. <laughs> but I liked Black Klansman better. But I'm just saying what the Oscars <laughs> are going to go with. If you were a betting woman. Right. Uh, they're more likely going to go for the favorite. Hmm. But... um. But what about Green Book? But Green Book, I haven't seen this. Have you? I haven't. I am aware of Peter Farrelly. I'm not sure who Nick Vellalonga is. Um, and the my experience with the Green Book is... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, and this actually won um, Producers Guild Award. Okay. I, I knew it had won something recently. Uh, yeah, just producer guild award so that's one of those where you're like mm, then maybe you could see it for an oscar i heard there was some picture. sort of controversy around one of the uh, one of the writers or something like that is that true or have you heard anything uh, i don't know because i know I bohemian know. rhapsody has the whole brian singer thing around its neck um Right? Yeah, Was exactly. Well, and then, yeah, it's Brian Singer. Um, yes. But yeah, Green Book. The only thing is, I don't think I've told this story on this podcast, and I will keep it shorter than I did on the other podcast. But when I was in DC last, and I was at the Afri African American History Museum at the Smithsonian, there was an interactive exhibit upstairs where you sat in an old, old timey car. Yeah. And there was a touch screen on your windscreen. Mm hmm. Um, and you had to, it was sort of like an interactive, not video game, but you 
um, you had to get from Chicago to Birmingham using the Green Book. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so. Jesus Christ. I know. I've read through some of those. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it was hard. My kid was better at it than I was. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I guess shows that it's more about randomness than logic. Um, <laughs> but racism and logic? What? Yeah, what? what are you thinking, Darren? Yeah. Uh, the predictability of lunatics. Um. So that that is my only awareness. It I, it it didn't really make me reluctant to watch the movie, but mm-hmm. the sort of stuff that I learned doing that made me feel like I'm more more prone to want to watch that sort of thing alone or with one or mm-hmm. two people than sitting in a room full of people with my soda and my popcorn kind of movie. Right. But right. It, it also kind of looks like a like a buddy cop movie against racism in the you know Yeah. I it's <laughs> it has a gum. weird it has a weird tone to me in the the trailers and I'm like I I might see it eventually, but I just it doesn't seem very enticing the way it's presented as far it, it, yeah, it seems you're right. Too much buddy cop. And it doesn't seem like what it actually is, but it doesn't make me want to rush out and see it, you know? Yeah. Um, which is disappointing because it's got, you know, actors in it that I like. <laughs> yeah. And a time that I like to see movies from. But... Right. Exactly. But yeah, I, I, it just seemed more, it seems sort of like a, an Oscar type movie just from my impression of it. But yeah. Well, I, I think because, I mean, it won the Producers Guild Award. I don't know if that'll make a difference. It's debatable. But um, I think. You have then the uh, another film that you have, which I haven't seen, but what it has been nominated for in so many guilds and the buzz it's gotten is Roma. Yeah, I'm so moving. I am. I'm gonna see Vice before I see Roma. Right. Just because me. But mm-hmm. I've heard good things, but I don't really know anything about the movie. Same here. Same here. And I mean, and he, the thing is, is that he has won this director who also does pretty much. He's one of those directors who also does like all the production, all the film editing, all this stuff. Like he's so hands on, oh, like in every oh, even though he has enough money to hire other people at this point in his career. He still does it all himself. You know, he's one of those guys. Alfonso Cuaron. Yeah. And so he's already won a couple Oscars and not that long ago. Yeah, I heard Gravity. Gravity's the one I heard. Gravity and um, Birdman. Birdman? I still haven't seen Birdman. I haven't either. Uh, I love... I love Michael Keaton. This is our most, I think we've talked about more movies on this than we have ever before. <laughs> and we're I don't st- know about that. And we're still like 15 minutes from when we plan on stopping. 
<laughs> we'll see how far we go. Well, we might. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I think we're going to be going a little bit over this. Uh, but we're but well, almost, okay. almost done with best best pictures. You were still talking yeah. about Roma. Roma, which neither of us have seen. No, but I think it has pretty good odds from the industry buzz. But here's the thing. It's also nominated for, I think it's also nominated for Best Foreign Language Film. Oh, so they might hedge I, their bets. Hold on a second. Let me double check that. Yes, it's also nominated for Best Foreign Language Film. So it might end up just getting foreign language film instead of best film or best picture. You know what I mean? So I could see that happening and it getting recognized that way. Mm-hmm. But, um, and which, in which case then that means, okay, this would come down to, and vice. I haven't seen vice either, but I mean, I've heard, good things about it but i feel like the buzz around it hasn't been as strong as some of these others yeah it it seemed kind of niche um but has has christian bale won a best actor is he nominated at all yes i know he won he won sag or something like that right he's won oh what was it where he thanked satan that was the most recent one but I was don't that? know. Was that no? Sag or that Golden Globes. Was, that was Golden Globes. That was Golden Globes, where he thanked for uh, Dick Cheney. <laughs> yeah. Which can I just say it? I love when you know you actually <laughs> hear crazy random things like that. It's just like sure. Yeah, he. <laughs> uh. Oh, yeah, I, I don't know what award. Yeah, it was Golden Globes, like like we both said. Yeah. Uh, I still am a little surprised that so many people, even though he's Welsh. Yeah. Were oh, I didn't know that Christian Bale was British. I was like, I'm and you're British. like, that's not a British accent <laughs> to tell you, <laughs> but I but, okay. Like, sure. I, I thought I I don't know. Well, he also. I've does... been a fan of his since Swing Kids, so I guess. <laughs> no, Empire in this of the Sun. <laughs> was that before Swing Kids? Yep. <laughs> was that before Newsies? Yes, it was. Really? Um, it's it's Steven Spielberg film with John Malkovich. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. Takes place, I think, in like. Is it an internment camp or not an internment camp or something like a, a hospital, like during wartime? Oh, yeah, it's interesting. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> I digress. The movie um, Vice. Yeah, I do, but again, I just don't think it has enough buzz going around it. Mm-hmm. So I think, I mean, it's. You're right. I mean, Green Book, it, it might come down between Green Book and The Favorite. Which, it actually, here's what I'm thinking. Then, if it, well, because no, then, okay, we're going to move on now to Best Director. All right. Because this is what, you've got this, they're, they're the mindsets of, 
in 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 the Oscars of where wow one film one director all these categories you know and usually in the, whatever big acting ca- categories or you know tech categories all to all at the same time so it'll do that you know sometimes but then you'll get the split for a director a different best director and best picture okay a hand where in the it's air. like yes are there fewer best director nominees than there are best picture nominees i believe so okay because best film or best picture you can have up to 10 best director i think the max is five okay um, i've, I've got they, five here and i was like i better right no well and also there was a while where the oscar like best picture well, there was a max of five, but then they recently expanded it again. Like it, I guess it originally was a larger number of you know potential nominees, and then they cut it down to five, like all they like they do in all these other categories. Um, and then yeah, and then recently they kind of just upped it back to ten max, and sometimes you see seven, sometimes you see ten, whatever you know, sometimes yeah. five. Yeah, but directing wise, okay, so this is where I think it's going to get interesting because I think, in a way, they're going to give it to Spike Lee because he's never been nominated. Has he? Yeah, he's never been nominated at all. I don't think he's ever been nominated. That's right. That's why he like flipped his shit. Well, he's gotten he's gotten an honorary Oscar. He got that, was it last year or the year before? And, but anyway, he's never been nominated. So in a way, I think they're going to give it to him now because come on. I mean, even though I will say I like Black Klansman a lot. Mm -hmm. I don't think it was his best film. No, it's not his best film, but it's too late to fucking... Right, nominate him for they do the right thing, or, or Malcolm X. Malcolm like they X. weren't, they weren't going <laughs> to nominate him for those things. No, <laughs> I get it, but I think they're probably going to go ahead and give it to him. You know, just like as a, and I mean the thing is, he did an excellent job, so it's not like oh, this is someone who sucks, and we're giving it to him anyway. Yeah, and he's deserved of it, but again. And I don't know, I'm looking at these other films, which I think it's interesting that the director of Cold War, which I'm not even going to attempt to say this guy's name, it's Polish. (laughs) I mean, it was the, like, it was Poland's uh, submission for Best Picture. And they're actually nominated for Best Foreign Language Picture as well. So I, and then you have here the director of Roma again nominated for directing. So I, I think that's something you wouldn't necessarily have seen in the Oscars 10, 20 years ago, where you're seeing, wow, these foreign language film directors being recognized in other categories outside of foreign language film. You know, it's, it's like, Really, you're realizing that this can be just best director, like as a blanket statement, like, <laughs> <laughs> hello. <laughs> so, 
I, I, I kind of thought that was a nice thing to see. But I do think that Spike Lee's going to get best directing, which, and in, in if they weren't going to give essentially the token Oscar to him that they owe him, um, I they're going they would do it to uh, Yorgos Lathimos for the favorite. So that's why I'm also thinking maybe the favorite will get best picture. It'll tip that in that direction, in that category. Oh, okay. Do you think maybe? I mean, you know better than I do. Well, I I mean, I don't know. It's just, I see that somehow that's that's how they work. But although Alfonso Cuarón is still a good contender in that, I think directing, I don't think Spike Lee has it completely in the bag. I will say that. But... I'm expecting Spike Lee. You know? Yeah. He's only winning by, you know, <laughs> a small maturity <laughs> in that voting room. <laughs> I mean, but, yeah, I mean, there's Adam McKay for Vice, and mm -hmm. he's, he's well known. Right, and the but... thing is, is that all these people are have been nominated for, like, best director in these other guild awards as well which you know so it's kind of interesting that it's like well they're being pretty nobody's being too crazy with their nominations and which can kind of be boring but <laughs> um i don't know i like i said i still think it's interesting that they have the um they have a couple foreign language film directors in the just directing category and it's not differentiated you know mm -hmm. that's a refreshing thing that's a very refreshing thing um yeah so why don't we do a little break and then we will come back for a little bit more <laughs> not too much more but a little bit more okay okay be right back in a world Gone mad. As you know, the Doomsday Clock is a symbolic clock face analogizing humankind's proximity to extinction. One man must fight to survive on the global junkie of the future. You maniacs! You blew it up! Ah, oh, damn you! God damn you all to hell! Which versus the Doomsday Clock is that man's story. His search for entertainment is transmitted across time and space for your listening pleasure on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, and your Android device. This podcast is not fit for human consumption. Side effects include laughter, concern, nausea, vomiting, and blame for more artifices. The magicians accept no responsibility for any side effects, illness, or their friend, my cause. My effect guarantees worth nothing. Zero, zero, zitch, uh, I roll, no sausage. In short, you get nothing. Nothing. Good day, sir. And we're back. Okay, so we're gonna just kind of try to breeze through, like, highlight little things in categories, because it's admittedly both of us have not seen a lot of things nominated this year. <laughs> I mean, unfortunately, there are years where I am so much more studied up on this, and I'm kind of 
a little bit ashamed of myself that I haven't seen more films this year, but um, there's certainly some categories that I think that, you know, we can add some comments about. And I, I don't know, let's, I mean, start with actor in a leading role. I mean, I really, from the films I've seen and the people who are nominated, this doesn't, this isn't like the strongest year for actors. It's a much stronger year for actresses. Oh, good. And, and that's, I mean, I, re, seriously, this is one of those instances where I'm like, no, there should have been, you been should have been able to have more than five actresses in the lead actress category, but they can only have five. You know, it. I'm just like, there's so many good female performances out there. And that's great to see. So, I mean, I enjoy, you know, thinking about that. But then also I'm like, I don't know. I just didn't see any specific, you know, lead actor performances that blew me away. But I know Christian Bale won the Golden Globe for playing Dick Cheney, like we were saying. But um, what's his name? Rami Malek? The didn't he win Bohemian too? Rhapsody person? Yeah. He won yeah, as well. He, he won something. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I don't know. I don't know what I've seen of his performances in trailers and scenes on different shows and things. It seems to me more like he's doing just an impression of Freddie Mercury, not just being Freddie Mercury. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, mm. I don't know, and maybe it's because you know that the teeth prosthetic type thing is there. I don't know, but I don't know. And it's not like um, was it Walk the Line? Yeah, you know, Walk the Line. I've I've seen similar comparisons between Joaquin Phoenix's Johnny Cash and mm -hmm. uh, uh, his Rami Malek. Is that his name? Yeah, his Freddie Mercury. But yeah. I think one of the things that I, I believe shows through on screen, but also is just one of those intangible things is that Johnny Cash taught Joaquin Phoenix how to play guitar and how to <laughs> sing. Yeah. And Freddie Mercury didn't teach Rami Malek how to be yeah. Freddie Mercury. Yeah. Yeah. I know. <laughs> you know, it's just one of those it, things. Right. It, it it sucks it, that it couldn't happen, but you know, yeah, I, I know. I, I suppose he from from the clips that I've seen, he probably did better than uh, what's his face did. The guy from Parenthood did when he played Mozart <laughs> in Tom uh, Holtz in Amadeus. Don't you love that? I'm like Tom Holtz. Yeah. I just pulled that <laughs> out of my ass, like Oscar-winning movie, yeah, or Oscar-nominated at least. <laughs> I, I remember seeing that in the theater. Amadeus or Parenthood? Amadeus. Okay. I saw Parenthood in the theater too. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I think Amadeus actually had an intermission even. <laughs> well, <laughs> 80s theaters anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I mean, I was Go on watching... With your Go on was, with your story. I was watching Hateful Eight the other day, and they had an intermission, too. So it's not a dead art. Well, 
Yeah, and I were and I actually saw that in the theater as well in Hateful seventy. Eight? Yeah, in seventy millimeter. Uh, I heard so many people talk shit about it that uh, I, I'm not one that totally buys into the overhype, and I don't buy into underhype. But I do know yeah. how much. Like, okay, this person says this. That mm-hmm. takes a couple days off. How long it's going to be before I can give it a fair chance? Right. And I waited long enough and I watched it. And I'm a big fan of that fucking movie. Um, I have to rewatch it. I haven't watched it in a while, but I, I, I enjoy it. And, oh my goodness, the, the film. Just the just film techniques employed and everything about that is just so stunning. So stunning. Yeah. But uh, 2019, best, yes. best, whatever we're talking about right best now. Best actor. Well, let's actor. move on. I mean, it seems like neither one. Of, we both are just like we have no idea what we're talking yep. about. <laughs> we're just um, bullshit okay. our way through. Sure, uh, actor in a supporting role. Now, I haven't again seen tons of these movies, but I'm gonna give it to Mahershal Ali, who who's in uh, Green Book. And he had been in Moonlight. He was excellent in Moonlight. Uh-oh. If you have not seen that, I recommend <laughs> running right out and seeing that. Um, so, yeah, I think he's going to get, unless unless the Oscars all of a sudden are like, we're going to give it to Sam Elliott because he's the best mustache ever. <laughs> um, God damn that man does. And the best voice like that. Oh, no, I, I could see actually the Oscars going for Sam Elliott just because he's such an institution. I could see the Oscars throwing a curveball out there, but I think they're really probably going to go for Ali. And he's been winning all these other industry awards as well. So, yeah. Odds, that's something if I were a betting woman. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Actress in the leading role. This is where I'm going to bitch again about Tony Collette not even being nominated. So, again, why was she not nominated? Her performance in Hereditary was so amazing. Just the emotional... Her emoting through that entire film is phenomenal. And I just, I don't know. Again, I haven't seen all these others, but I've seen some of them. And even like Olivia Coleman, for instance, who's nominated for The Favorite. I think she was, you know, very good in that. But I feel Toni Collette was better. And... Again, I know I have my bias in a way because I enjoy horror as probably my favorite, you know, film genre. But I still enjoy a good period film. And especially when it's like, a, you know, a period like comedy and it's a kind of a satire and it's smart and it's funny and... And it's lush. It's all these different things. But I don't know. I feel like some of the performance that is getting her notice is that 
Like she used to play sick. <laughs> and I, I mean, she does. She has to play a character who is infirmed. And like, there's a lot of vomiting in the film. <laughs> I will tell you that. But no, she. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. I'm just letting you know if, if that bothers you. I didn't expect it. I was like, wait, whoa. There's a lot of throwing up in this movie. Um, it's in very comical ways, though, sometimes. Um, <laughs> serious when it needs to be, though. Anyway, and it, it just, again, and she's playing a historical figure, and I feel that's partly why the Oscars were like, we're going to nominate her. And I, you know, it, why they're going to look at her performance before they're going to look at, like, Tony Collette in Hereditary. I mean, what? When when was Silence of the Lambs? I, I, I know this is one of the things that most of us who are listening to this know, but the last fucking time that horror was really given, and people will still say, that's not a horror movie, but... Yeah, yeah it, it is. Anthony Hopkins won, or, or did Silence of the Lambs win? I'm sorry. No, it was Silence of the Lambs, Jonathan Demme for Best Director, Jodie Foster, and Anthony Hopkins. All four big categories. They won. That was just, and it, it I'm sorry, it's a horror film. Okay, regardless <laughs> of what you're going to call it, everybody knows it. A wolf in lamb's clothing. <laughs> Let's call it that, okay? Um, it's, but, yeah, you get, you'll get these nods here and there. And, like, this year's, we, we only, horror only got nominated in, I think, sound editing. And it's for The Quiet Place. Which, hell yes, it deserves that. You know, yeah. that film relies so much on the absence of sound as well as sound and it, that's difficult to do and you can see that so put that down that is <laughs> that's who i say well that's who i say should win it but they i think will because that actually here's something the sag awards the other night um, for Best Supporting Actress, Emily Blunt won for The Quiet Place. Which I found that interesting. That she was nominated. But it was Best Supporting Actress. It wasn't Lead Actress. So, but, you know, I also see that this year, when you're talking about Lead Actress, Glenn Close is, is nominated. And she seems to be the one to beat. For best actress. I think for the this movie, The Wife, I have no idea what the hell it's about. <laughs> you know, I have no idea, but it seems like one of these things that snuck up out of nowhere and it's like all kinds of crazy industry buzz and she's winning, whatever. But yeah. Um anyway, actress in supporting role. Um with Emma Stone. Weird faced girl from Hereditary. <laughs> Both Emma Stone and Rachel Weiss from The Favorite are nominated. And I can say, I can see why. You know, 
like I said, it's not that Olivia Coleman didn't do a good job. She did, but I feel to some extent why she got nominated was she got propped up on, oh, I'm playing Infirmed. I hate to say that, but it I don't know. And still, these, I feel, are also nominations because, oh my goodness, it's a period piece. We've got to put people in those kind of films in these kind of prestigious roles no um oh but can we can we talk about or in um the lead actress category the nominee for roma the indigenous woman um go for it i'm going to mispronounce this i'm sure i apologize uh yalitza parizio and it's like a huge thing. She's one, she had never really done any acting. And then also, I mean, there are not a lot of Latinx people <laughs> nominated over the years, but particularly indigenous. Right. You know, it's just, I mean, it's nice to see a, a different face for change, which you saw was for Oscars, hold on, I'm trying to see. I know for, yeah, they didn't, um, it's, uh, yeah, I'm still looking to see, like, it's kind of like, you can see they're trying to make with some of their, well, okay, you wonder with some of their nominations, they're trying to make things more diverse. Or not. And what bothers me is, like I think I said earlier, you do see it, or you have seen some progress, not necessarily a lot, but some more on the racial front, but not so much on the gender front. Like, how many women have been nominated for Best Director? Like uh, I don't know about as many women who have run for president, um, or fewer. No, more. Okay. I think. But how many have won? Or it's one. No. no. Did Catherine Bigelow win? Yeah, I think Catherine Bigelow won for um, was that Black Hawk Down or Zero Dark Thirty, whatever. Zero Dark Thirty, maybe. I think she won for that. Or was she just nominated? I'm sorry. I'm totally blanking right now. No, no. But she's uh, the last woman nominated. Um, I mean, you I, really have like five women who've been nominated for Best Director. I, I, when I was scrambling, I saw all 13 Oscar Best Picture nominees directed by a woman. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's just the thirteen, right? Now, I mean, they're more like when now when you have talk about documentary films, uh -huh. you have women directing those type things, yeah, or animated shorts, even, you know, or whatever, or that kind of stuff. But not, yeah. not the length feature films. Children of a Lesser God, nineteen eighty six, Rhonda mm -hmm. Haynes. 
Penny Marshall's Awakenings, 1990. Oh, yeah. Barbara Streisand's The Prince of Tides, 91. Of course, Barbara. <laughs> Jane Campion's The Piano, 93. Yes. Sofia Coppola, Lost in <laughs> Translation, 2003. Everybody fucking loved that movie. Right. Everybody wants to know what Bill Murray whispered into her ear at the fucking end. Yep. Uh, Jonathan Dayton and Valerie Ferris, Little Miss Sunshine, 2006. Catherine Bigelow, yeah. The Hurt Locker, 2009. It's the Hurt Locker. It was one of those damn fucking war movies. Yeah. She also directed Zero Dark Thirty, I think. That was her follow-up. Lone Scherfig and Education, 2009. The Kids Are All Right by Lisa Cholodenko, 2010. Yeah. Deborah Granick's Winter's Bone, 2010. Kathleen yeah. Bigelow again with Zero Dark Thirty, like you said. 2012. What category? This is Best Picture. Or uh, Best Director. Or Best Picture. Yeah. Best what? Picture. I didn't wait. I'm confused. Okay, go ahead. This was all 13 women nominated for Best Picture. Nominate, yeah, but not as Best Director. No. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Go ahead, continue with the list. I'm sorry. No, uh, this is the wrong kind of list, but uh, Ava DuVernay for Selma in 2014, and then Greta Gerwig in Lady Bird, 2017. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that was a pretty big deal too. I remember that. But in the like, as far as best director, though, I think it's like five, maybe six now. But yeah, <laughs> winner or nominated? Nominated. I'm I'm just even talking about nominated. <laughs> okay, because I had. <laughs> I had winner, winner in my search, winner best picture. Mm. But anyway, you probably wouldn't find many more. <laughs> yeah, it's the sad thing. It's you know, it's just that's how it is. But um, so I had to tell you because we, you know, we. Oh, I. So the um. Sorry, I just lost my, totally lost my train of thought. <sighs> Give me a minute. Okay, Lady Gaga totally getting the Oscar for her song. Like, what is it? Music, original song? Mm, okay. I totally think she's getting, I think she's getting that one. That, that I say she's getting. But for original score, that's either going to go to Bla uh, Black Klansman or Black Panther, maybe, I think. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. But um, something that, yeah, and I, I, you know, and I hate it. Usually I try to even see in the documentary category, even that alone, you know, even if I don't see anything else. But I will say, okay, like adapted screenplay, they have the Coen brothers 
for Battle of uh, Battle of Buster Scruggs. I can't speak today. They have um, Spike Lee and his group for Black Klansmen. You know, and I think I actually think they might there, but I don't know. Then you've also got Barry Jenkins there for if Beale Street could talk, and I could see him winning that. But I could see the Cohen brothers maybe winning too. You know, it, this one I feel is, uh, I don't know. I feel is an up in the air a little bit, but. Um, <laughs> sorry. I wish oh. I had more bad. But original screenplay, though, I think. Uh, I don't know. This is, again, this is going to be a tough one, but I think the favorite is, it's going to be between the favorite and Green Book, maybe. You know, I think it's, this is going to be a year where you have things completely split up where, like I'm saying, that, okay, it's not a one film sweeping, you know, the awards. It's just going to be a little bit all over the map. And I wish I could give better advice. <laughs> but, um, okay, so, of course, you know, I get excited about the costume design. And um, that what pissed me off, that you couldn't even give Suspiria a nod in the, produ in the production design uh, category. Because come on, that that the entire visual look of that film just oh my god. Like and it's a fucking art film. It's not just a horror film. It's an art film. <laughs> yeah. Just if it didn't have the horror element, the Oscars would be all over it. You know, it's it's but um Anyway, sorry, I was getting back to the costume design. It's my last thing I'm going to say. Um, so, again, there are very, the Oscars are very into, like, period piece type things. And you can tell when they have nominated the Ballad of Buster Scruggs, the favorite, Mary Queen of Scots, and Mary Poppins Returns. And then... Black Panther. <laughs> the Revenge of Mary Poppins. Electric Boogaloo. I know. <laughs> so it's like you have most of these that are much more like period attire and then all of a sudden the one that's just complete polar opposite in being Black Panther and being like a fantasy world. You know. And unfortunately and not enough of those kind of this is the costumer in me saying this not enough of those kind of films get recognized when it comes to the Oscars um like the costume designers guild they have their own set of awards and they have it separated out by period costume or you know sci-fi futuristic costume or, you know, contemporary costume. So they have it very distinct. And they can, because they are, again, I mean, it's not as general as, I mean, they're only giving, given one category, you know, at the 
the Oscars. So, of course, their own guild is going to have more categories, but anyway. Yeah, Shuri or Sherry, Shuri is probably more like it, but Mm -hmm. from Mm -hmm. Black Panther, Mm -hmm. she could be my favorite Disney princess. She's (laughs) so fucking rad. She's, like, really smart and really Mm -hmm. excited and just so much energy, and she's hot as fuck. Not to add that at the end, but, like... It's a bonus. It is a bonus. (laughs) Um, And you mean it in the respect all way. Yeah. It's like, oh, my God, she's a Disney princess. Finally, I'm not a pervert. Um, (laughs) Not that I had a Well, okay, now you... Now, now you said that so well. <laughs> I think Not, I'm gonna have to go to more therapy. Yeah. We already know process therapy that I'm gonna have to address. Um, Not whatever. that I had previous perverted thoughts about Disney princesses, but I thought that everybody had a Disney princess that they had a crush on, and I, I think closest I could ever come to. Having a crush on a Disney princess was, I I can't remember. So it, it was nice for me. Jasmine. Jasmine. Jasmine was pretty <laughs> cool. She was badass. She had a tiger. She didn't take shit from people. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. But she's still problematic. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. But she was better, she was better than a lot of them. Yeah. We'll get into our uh, American cartoon relationship with Saudi Arabia in a future episode oh. of PD Clinic. Oh, my goodness. The Oscars. Oh, my goodness. The, anyway, the Oscars. So Why are they called the Oscars? Do you know? Um... That is a good question. Let's go to the learn portion of their page. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, you could because there is a portion of that. I'm looking at it right now, but I'm not really am feeling too lazy to go into it right at this moment. But maybe I'll have a follow-up on a future episode. <laughs> anyway, no, I will... Yes, I won't be sitting in a ball gown, but uh, I don't know. Maybe a tux. Who knows? Maybe not. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> but yeah. um, do you have any sort of parting thoughts or words at the end here of this episode? You know, it's again, and I and again, it's a love hate relationship that I have with the media so much. Because also there's the red carpet aspect of so many of these award shows where it becomes a whole thing of, oh, you have to have this certain presentation and a certain image that this is how you operate in the big world of your industry. And uh, it's uncomfortable sometimes, like really uncomfortable. And, you know... Other times it's just that mm, I'm at like an awkward work meeting. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, but yet we are supposed to sit there and watch them like as entertainment. Me, I watch it more as a factual, like, oh, who, you know, oh, who won this award? 
wow, that's interesting. And then sometimes I'm interested to, you know, hear what they say. Sometimes. And yes, okay, admittedly, sometimes I'm interested to see what they wear. Just because, again, I have that damn costume background. <laughs> but... <laughs> Were you muted and laughing and and then finally realized? You were? Yeah, yeah, that was the very end of it. Just thinking about your you in costuming, like I'm, I'm really glad uh, that I, I was so careless. Like you would have busted me so many times in theater class. They called me the stitch bitch. <laughs> of course they did. They called my mom that too, because there was one point where we both worked in the same theater. The stitches the bitches. Or we were each called Stitch Bitch. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, my mom my mom's threat, which I never I well, I think I probably did employ at one point, but her threat always was if you misbehave, you know, or eat in costume, whatever, I'll leave the pins in the crotch of your pants. <laughs> <laughs> my mom doesn't mess around. <laughs> <laughs> The dancing fool. <laughs> yeah, tell her. Uh, we never hooked up on her last vacation. So tell yeah. her hello from from me. Of course I will. But uh, anyway, so. Any, any last we... Oscar predictions from you? <sighs> no, not really. And I, I mean, I, I wish I could give more definitive answers, but. And actually, Best Supporting Actress. I think Regina King has a really good shot here. For If Beale Street Could Talk. But I, I also think... I haven't either, but I mean, I love, I've always loved her. Ever since she was on, what, 227? <laughs> Whatever that show was with Marla Gibbs. Yeah, 227 or Martin. No, like it was 227. Not before that it was it was 227 that was when she was a teenager i think that was like some of her first like roles or these first like notable roles but anyway but i don't know i could see the oscars also being like oh my god we're gonna go for someone who's did a period piece and you know go for rachel weiss or emma stone but who knows they might surprise us with amy adams She's yeah. been nominated before, and I mean, she's one that, I mean, I, I can't speak to the actress in, in Roma. I'm not, I don't know. I haven't seen, I just haven't seen that, and I haven't seen any of her work. But, and the animated films, I've seen none of those this year. I mean, that, <laughs> that's sad. I mean, it, it, it's terrible. But I will say, that's photography. Again, I haven't seen all of those, but I have seen portions of most, almost all of those. Um, and after seeing The Favorite last night, I would think The Favorite gets that. They employed some just uh, beautiful camera techniques, and like fisheye lenses is fisheye lenses at different points, and it gives like, this weird, like whimsical edge. And um, I think you'd like it, Darren, because it's got a touch of politics. Hmm. Yeah. And it is partly like, 
like making fun of things, the same kind of things that go on in our government now. Yeah. <laughs> it has that kind of thing to it, except it's in the context of this period of England. Okay. You know, so it kind of, you know, a little bit of history repeats itself, just, you know, <laughs> to some extent. But, but, I don't know. As far as Black Klansman's one on here that's nominated for multiple things. And um, actually, you know what? That got, for the Costumers Guild, that got um, nominated for Best Period Clothing. Hmm. Thought, thought you'd find that interesting. I mean, that was pretty good clothing. Oh, yeah. I mean, perfect 1970s. <laughs> you know, whatever. But, um, okay. Um, so Darren, tell everybody what we have coming up next episode. All right. Let's see. Next episode. If I have this right, you will be hearing our, the spooks who sat by the door or the spook who sat by the doors or whichever plurality you would like to give to us reading the i'm like what are you talking about the spook who sat by the door and watching the spook yes. who sat by the door reading and reading and watching yes, yes. so <laughs> exactly <yeah>. uh, <laughs> uh the same sam, thing yes yeah, sam greenlee and wrote the novel and ivan dixon directed the film yeah, and we will announce the next episode. I mean, if you go to our Facebook group, you have seen the next three months worth of stuff, but otherwise yeah, you'll find we're out. We're going to have a little, you know, March Madness coming up, of course. Yeah. Our own twist on madness. Yeah, of course. And um, a little something else to end out this what this uh, year of the show but actually this coming episode will be your official one year anniversary with the show so yeah you haven't fired me yet <sighs> yet and maybe i will give you a cake you never know you never know <laughs> tune in next time <laughs> on the vd clinic podcast Okay, in the meantime, <laughs> don't trip over your gown as you're walking up the stairs. <laughs> I don't know. And take a selfie with Ellen if she asks. It'll help you out, probably. Oh, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the VD Clinic. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can find us at Twitter at VD Clinic Pod or reach us via email at VDClinicPod at gmail.com. We also have a Facebook group, VD Clinic Podcast. We'd love to hear your feedback, suggestions, and more. <laughs>